Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Em. And I'm Kira. And since we never know what to do with this little segue <laughs> from introduction to roundup, I'm just going to pass the baton over to Kira. How has your week been? Because I think your week has been significantly more exciting than mine. It's been hectic as what my week has been. So obviously a couple of weeks ago, I was able to share the news that Jay and I were planning to move. But this week we got confirmed that we had been accepted to rent a house in York. So all things are a go. We are in like full moving mode. So this week has been all about organisation. We have cleared off the bookshelves. Um, We went through literally every single book that we own. I managed to unhaul 110 books. See, that blew my mind because I didn't know you had like you know, no, books, I, didn't. I didn't know you had that many. Like, I knew you had either. 110, but not enough to unhaul. To unhaul 110 and mine still fill not have four been, boxes. Uh, in the unhaul. <laughs> uh, it was not in the unhaul. <laughs> mine, mine stayed. Um, but yes, that was a really fun experience. And then basically filmed the whole thing. So there's a now a uh, one hour, 16 minute video on my YouTube oh channel my of that oh, entire experience. That. Yeah, it's absolutely mental. So that was a lot of fun. We then had a less fun experience, which was going through the wardrobe, deciding what clothes to keep, the what to donate. Ugh, actually awful. Like it was just, we had to go through because we have so many pairs of socks. This is so mundane, but we literally <laughs> were like, we do not need this many pairs of socks. Some of them are old. So we literally had to like unroll each pair, check if they had holes in and then decide whether to like keep them or throw them. I mean, my main question is why are you putting them back in the drawer if they have holes in? Sometimes these things just happen and like (laughs) you think like the way that our drawers are essentially is that because they're like it's it's a single person wardrobe but it's now got two people's things in it. So it's like really jam-packed. So it can often feel as though you've literally got no socks and you can't find anything in the drawer. And then when you take everything out, they're all just like hiding under stuff. So sometimes it's like, oh my God, I have to keep this pair of socks with holes in because I've got no other socks. But then as it turns out, there are, they were you just hiding. You did have other socks. Lots. Starting off the of podcast with, with a bang. <laughs> I know, exactly. So basically have just been organising, packing, ordering exciting things for the house, like a yellow sofa, which I I'm very excited about. the yellow sofa. It's, it's cool. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, and then this morning, I just had the experience of taking a cat to the vets for the very first time. I've never done it before. Um, so, <laughs> like, I've never done that before. <laughs> I've never had cats before. Like, Jay's family has cats, but they're not my cats. Oh, right, and I see. my family never had cats. I've only really ever had, like, rabbits that are my own specific pets. So I've never taken a cat to the vets, and I was really nervous because Jay's at work this morning, and this cat that we have, Oscar, he is huge. Like, he's really <laughs> big. And I was like, how on earth am I going to fit him in a box but luckily Jay's sister who is like a cat whisperer was um around to help me out so we got him in took him to the vets all is well he's apparently slightly overweight but aside from that <laughs> all good <laughs> so um there's nothing but- worse than that moment when the vet like takes the cat out of the basket we do it with Bobo when I'm at home at my parents mm-hmm. and they look at you with just this look of sad like I've been betrayed eyes like I know oh, what's gosh. about to happen and you're the one that brought me here <laughs> well it's even worse at the moment because with um obviously lockdown you can't go in so the oh. vet has to come out take the like the box and then just take him in and I'm like because he was a stray I'm like he's probably never been to a vet's before he has no idea what's happening so it was quite sad but I gave him extra food when he came home so hopefully he has forgiven me um 
And essentially, it's just been a whole week of just getting things done. But I have done a little bit of reading this week. Um, I've started finally reading The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which I have borrowed yes. from you. Borrowed it from you in like October and I've finally... Do you know why it. that's funny? Because I've I've only just picked up Exciting Times, which I swapped which with swapped you at the on same that time. same occasion. I think it's because now the, the thought of seeing each other is much more real. So it's like, yeah, oh, we need to finish back. these books. <laughs> Oh my god. And then I've also very terrifyingly started reading Middlemarch by George Eliot. That's a classic that's like 800 or so pages long. It's huge. But I'm hosting a buddy read of it alongside my friend Mary. So had to start it because I'm kind of it's my fault that we're doing the the whole thing so like <laughs> I'm scared uh, I haven't read very much so far but it is it's quite good it's just the size is very daunting so but a little life was like 800 pages and we read that in one weekend do you know there's something about a large contemporary that feels a little bit less scary than a, yeah, large, classic. Than a large classic but I think once I've gotten into it a little bit, it will be okay. And we've split it out into like sections across six weeks, which I think makes it feel yeah, less a bit less daunting. Because it means like, even if I'm a bit behind one week, then I can catch up. And when I move into my new house next week, the internet isn't going to be installed until the following week. So I shall have a, a so week full of reading. Of <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's mostly been my week. I've just been getting excited, getting organised. I've been making list upon list upon list of things to order and buy and get sorted. But I'm having a great time. It's really fun. So what about you? <laughs> I've definitely been enjoying the stream of like interior design um, questions <laughs> that you've sent me. Like yeah. the yellow sofa is iconic um, and I'm just so excited for you to move it's just the thought of being able to go on walks and getting hot chocolates oh, and gosh, pestering so you and good. Jay is just oh my the God. dream can I actually just say that I'm so grateful that I've been able to bounce my interior design ideas <laughs> off of you because as great as Jay is he's not been as enthusiastic about interior design as I have and so I feel like it's just nice to bounce the ideas off someone else and I feel like not to generalize but maybe it's just maybe slightly less of like a a boy thing to be as bothered about interior design so yeah I can't imagine about it well I don't I can't imagine Jay feeling particularly excited about which kettle but there definitely was a difference between the three kettles there was they were similar but there was such a difference and so Jay was like well you're going to be using the kettle you decide and I was like no I need help here to pick the specific nuanced differences and decide which one is best so thank you for all of your help with kettles sofas so and other furnishings i didn't realize i had such an opinion on kettles until i was presented with the three kettles and i realized i did so that has been a fun part of the week and i'm just as i say thrilled that you're moving um then a couple of things i've got written down it's not been the most (laughs) written down in my show notes (laughs) i know that makes you laugh every time um yeah it's not the most exciting week but i did binge watch the entirety of the society i just stumbled over that the society on netflix which i feel like a lot of people watched in lockdown like the first one maybe i'd never heard of it until you mentioned it it's like a bit dystopian it's about this town where all the adults disappear and the teenagers are just left in this version of their town and about how the teenagers organize themselves into a society and you know, all the different yeah. aspects of adult life that, are, that then fall on their shoulders. And it was so... Mm. Like, I watched all ten episodes. There was a massive cliffhanger at the end. Like, literally. <gasps> enjoyed this programme so much. Googled it. 
it's been cancelled. Oh no! So you'll never know. So there's not. A, so I'll never know. And it was oh, getting so sad. good as well. Like there was like mutinies and like revolutions. It was so good. And then now it's been cancelled. So, I mean, it killed a few days in lockdown. But I'm sad that there isn't gonna be. Oh. <laughs> Is that sneezes? Yeah. It sounds like he's laughing. Gatsby, <laughs> are you okay? That's why you call a sneeze attack. Bless you, Gatsby. He does sometimes just have these intense, long sneeze. Oh, there he goes again. Yep, he's not done. <laughs> to be a rabbit with hay fever is just such a, a plague upon yeah. his life. Um, so yeah. Oh no, he's not. He's not done. <laughs> <laughs> is he done? Are we good? I think he's done. Oh my god. Cool. So yeah, Gatsby <laughs> was like, oh no. <laughs> I'm just going to talk over you, Gatsby. You're being rude now. Yeah, it's um, really inconsistent. So yeah, Gatsby was laughing at me then for the society being cancelled. But yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> and I also, the highlight of my week and potentially the highlight of my year so far. Wow. Was that I, yeah, I read an arc of The Road Trip by Beth O'Leary. Oh my God. I cannot wait to read this book. I'm not kidding. It's going to be in my top 10 of the year. Guarantee it. There are two books I've read this year that I think are guaranteed to be in my top 10. And wow. I also think it could be my top 10 of all time. <laughs> wow. What's the like, other I enjoyed it that much. You know, Yes, She Can, that collection of like political uh, style yeah, yeah, essays. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. adored that. Um, but The Road Trip was just, it just had everything I like about a romance. So obviously it's about uh, a road trip. It's these yeah. five people in a car on their way to a wedding. It's about Addie and Dylan who are exes and then they end up trapped in this car for the road trip to the wedding. They don't set mm-hmm. off in the same car, but because of a car crash, they end up having uh, to be in this okay. car together. So it's Addie and her sister slash best friend, Dylan and his best friend, were the ones in the car that crashed into them. And then you've just got Rodney, who is this guy that needed a lift to the wedding and is just along for the ride. And it's kind of, the book is set up between then and now. So you get Addie and Dylan's, both of their perspectives. So these exes. And then mm-hmm. you also get like then and now. So you see like how they met, how they broke up. Um, oh. And it's just, and they met. I'm so excited. When Addie was a caretaker for a villa in France. And those scenes of them just falling in love in France really remind me of normal people. You know, the scenes... <gasps> When they're oh abroad, my God. when in they're the in villa. Italy, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. that, those are really some of my favourite bits of normal people. Yeah, so. definitely. <gasps> um, so it was wow. honestly just, it made me laugh. It made me tear up. It was one of those books where you want to know what happens, but you want to savour it. And I love those mm-hmm. type of books. Like I couldn't concentrate at work because I just needed to know. Like, oh, I just adored it. Like you are going wow. to... I mean, I've hyped it up now, so I really hope you do, but I, I think you're going to love it. I'm really, really excited. I mean, I've loved everything. I mean, all two of her other books, The Switch and The Flat Share. <laughs> so I really do love Beth O'Leary's writing style, and I'm probably not as much of a romance reader as you, but her romances are my absolute favourites. And I will say that I generally don't pay too much attention to new releases. I'm really bad at keeping up with it. But this year, there are three new releases on my radar, The Switch... Um, that's a lie that's not what it's (laughs) called the road trip (laughs) the road trip by beth o'leary then there's one called sunset by jesse cave who is an actress and podcaster who i really like it's her first novel and then of course sally rooney's book that's coming out in autumn so 
three books I'm excited for. That one is obviously the first one to be released of the three and I'm so excited because it's out next month. Yeah, right? it's out next month. Uh, I'm definitely going to buy a physical copy. So my, mm-hmm. I, I feel like this week I read Libby Page's new book um, mm-hmm. and Beth O'Leary's new book, which are two out of four of my most anticipated releases for the this year. Yeah. So this week has just been the most magical week, week of reading. And one of my other ones is the Sally Rooney book and then the other one is Malibu Rising by Taylor yeah. Jenkins Reid. I just feel like this year is such a good year for book releases I can't get my head around it like mm-hmm. fantastic There's reading so many great authors who are just like coming through with the great books and we're grateful that's for yeah. sure I feel like some of the, a lot of them come out in summer as well so like the the thought of the roadmap easing having the best summer ever I've heard there's going to be a heat wave um, oh, and book please. releases like what the heck it's gonna be the best year what a dream what a dream i do think my because i vlogged i've got a vlog that's going out not so not the sunday that we're filming this but next sunday so Mm -hmm. four days time when this goes up um (laughs) which is going to be like vlogging reading both of those arcs and i genuinely don't think i've ever sounded more enthusiastic in my life when i film the 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 (laughs) clip when i've just finished the road trip i think i like almost like hyperventilate because i'm that excited (laughs) Ah. oh my god I cannot wait to watch that vlog because I'm gonna just live vicariously through you seeing as I do not have an arc of it so I'm just gonna you need to get on net galley I just I don't have an e-reader and so I'm just oh, like oh yeah I always forget that. that's the one thing that's holding me back and I'm like do I w- would I see myself using an e-reader I don't know maybe in the future yeah I've got yes. a spare one we could clear it off I feel like this was literally something <laughs> that we were gonna swap yeah because so that I could read I want, something yeah. of yours, yeah. And um, then lockdown happened, so we yeah. just never did it. So well, we can do it soon. Socially distance walks, getting on those hot chocolate walks. Um, yeah. Oh so God. that's been my week. An incredible book, an incredible series that then got cancelled, and also <laughs> it was my housemate's birthday, so we had like we had like a mini club like club night in our living room on Friday, <laughs> and we ate Colin the caterpillar cake, which took me back. Wow. Well, the club night didn't take me back to being a child. <laughs> <laughs> but the caterpillar cake did it was like the perfect blend wow. of times of life can i just say that i really think that the next image that should go up <laughs> on our podcast instagram should be the image of you trying to show that you could fit inside oh the gosh. box of your yeah. housemate's presence <laughs> yeah my housemate had a giant parcel from his parents i think it was from his mum. his mum sent a giant parcel of presents and it was so big and i said to them i think i could get inside it but obviously i couldn't open the parcel so i took a <laughs> I set a self timer up i was on my own working from home <laughs> of me crouched next to this box um yeah someone said to me that is the representation of someone that's been working from home for months <laughs> Like literally, I was just like, what a fun experience. And it led me to think about the time that I first got my car, which was <laughs> a few years ago now. And it's quite a small car, um, which is great for me. But we were looking in it and Jay was like, well, that's quite a big boot for such a small car. I bet I could fit in the boot. So Jay started <laughs> getting inside the boot of my car, at which point then a royal male postman started walking down the driveway to drop off our letters. <laughs> Iconic. Classic like what Jay. the hell is going on so I say yeah. classic jay like he often gets in boots i mean doesn't. i feel like it is classic jay <laughs> so but yeah no trying to fit in small boxes and just imagine me setting up that self-timer and having to do it about 10 times running to and fro <laughs> because i wasn't sure that i got the right angle like just imagine that uh, on my own in the house i love it i yeah. love it and so i think we'll share that image because everyone deserves to see that <laughs> I wish we hadn't started talking about this now. <laughs> but yeah, that's been our week. I feel like <laughs> a very varied A week. mixed bag indeed. Uh, and yeah, let's move on to the main theme, which I'm really excited about. 
Oh yeah, it's me. <laughs> Classic. Sending you oh, daggers wow. through the FaceTime, like, come on. Literally, I'm like, I was waiting for you, you were waiting for me, and I was the one in the wrong. Okay. <laughs> All right, so jumping into the main topic of this week. This one has been selected by M. We're back to our back and forth topic selection. And this one I think is going to be a really, really fun one. Very open. Probably mm. going to produce some quite varied results, but I'm excited. So I'll hand over to you to actually tell everyone what we're going to be talking about. (laughs) So this week I feel like it's quite an abstract theme. I was seeing, Mm -hmm. I read a couple of articles about, I don't know why I was, you know, willingly (laughs) reading articles about lockdown, but it was more about how we've been in this period of a year where we can't really make memories with new people. And so it was emphasising the power of memory. So I think a lot of conversations I've had with people in the last year have been about, oh, remember that time? Um, Mm -hmm. Like reminiscing (laughs) on things. And so the power of memory to maintain these relationships even when we're in a period where we can't make new ones and when you think about it so much of friendship of relationships is about shared collective memory like that's how you make a friendship by collecting these memories and I just think Mm -hmm. it really made me think about the power of memory and so yeah this week I thought we would just do a back and forth of some of our favorite memories and I know there's going to be ones we've missed out here because it's hard when someone puts you on the spot and says list your five top memories of all time that's a very difficult question and I feel like I would have needed literally weeks to think of it but I just picked personally like five memories which just fill me with like warmth to think about and have a range of people in and definitely memories that I've probably spoken about with people in the last year to kind of maintain those relationships in the absence of being able to create new memories so I don't know what you think of this theme it's quite abstract it's it was an exciting one because I like a lot of people I love to go down memory lane I love a bit of nostalgia it's wonderful but it's also when you're like sometimes just put on the spot to like think of your top five memories it's like whoa what do I even say like it's almost as though your mind goes it's this horrific vacuum of emptiness where you're like I can't think of anything <laughs> and it's like I know there's so many amazing memories so it was definitely a challenge to see like what when without being prompted or without being in a discussion with a particular person and the conversation going down a certain route and leading you to think of memories what your mind thinks of when you just think memories so definitely I don't know seeing as it was your idea (laughs) I'm gonna allow you to kick it off so without further ado hit us with your first memory (laughs) so I've got five there isn't any kind of order but my last one I think is definitely a last one so I'm gonna go for (laughs) first of all so you know we both went to University of Leeds so I know that you'll know that this is a thing the University of Leeds like end of year ball don't know if you ever went but you do you no, remember it being I, a thing I remember it was a thing I did not yeah. go so it was I remember it being so difficult to get tickets and when you got tickets you're like yes and I went one year in second year and I didn't really enjoy it that much for various reasons but in third year <laughs> I went with just my best friends and Lucy my cousin came with us and I have this yeah. memory of us on you know those rides I'm gonna do the motion to you over FaceTime <laughs> and then I'm gonna have to try and explain it for anyone that's listening um Okay. it's like you're sat all sat in a line and you're all strapped in and then it goes in uh, like yeah. a circular motion but not forward yeah. just like what's the yes yeah, so it's that? like so you kind of like sat in a long strip of seats and you've got like a barrier on you and then it kind of goes in a whooshy yeah motion. And like and, it, and, and they it always have like the really faster. big cartoony drawings don't yeah. they of like weird celebrities like kylie minogue and britney spears yes. always like it's a just cartoon like this version. <laughs> probably the worst fairground ride to go on when you are drunk because it's like oh my 70 percent chance you'll just like vomit 
we didn't so probably (laughs) not that big of a chance but I just remember us being on this thing and because we were like had had pre-drinks it was the funniest thing like it was just hilarious (laughs) and I think collectively I was sat with Lucy and Rosie I think we were all sat in a line and we collectively realized that we were all wearing dresses and we were on this thing and everyone waiting in the queue below could probably see Oh my god! And I just remember it being the funniest oh thing. My god. And Imagine like that collective realization. Yeah. <laughs> but that made us laugh harder. I just remember it being, and we also did roller skating that night. But we were all drunk. Oh my and god! Crashing into each other. It was just one of the most <laughs> hilarious nights of my life. My life. My <laughs> one life. of the most hilarious <laughs> nights of my life. Um, <laughs> and it was just like the perfect way to round off university, just with my close friends. Like it was just so good. So that's my number one. That sounds like a lot of fun. I love that. Now. The first memory I'm going to give you is the first memory that came to my mind when I was thinking, what, what, is, what is a memory? So, basically, when I was a lot younger, I used to go on summer holidays with my dad, my brother, and my stepmom. We usually would go to, like, Mallorca. And so I'm pretty sure on this particular memory, I was, like, maybe nine or ten. And I am such a heavy packer when it comes to holidays. I don't pack light. I um, particularly pack a lot of books. As a child, even when I would go to my dad's for the weekend, I would take a carrier bag of like 10 books because I just would be constantly concerned about what if I need another book? Like, what if I want to read this book now? But what if when I get to the house, I change my mind and I want a different book? I wanted options. So on <laughs> holiday, I would have like half a suitcase full of clothes and half a suitcase full of books. And I'd also buy a new book at I the airport. I relate to that so much. And so indecisive that I'd even bring down in a carry bag like five books to the pool side, just in case I decided I wanted to read a different book on a particular day. So on this particular, I've said particular about five times now, but on this particular occasion, it was like the afternoon or evening, we'd spent the day by the pool and we were just about to go back up to the bedroom um, in the hotel to get like showers and ready and go out for an evening meal. So we were walking mm-hmm. along by the pool and I was holding my bag of books. Oh my God, it my didn't dad- fall in the pool, did it? My dad didn't realise I was holding a bag of books, so he picked me up and threw me with clothes on into the pool with my bag of books. No, did they get ruined? So, because we were in a hot country, we were able to put them out on the balcony and they dried. Now, were they the same? Potentially not. They were a bit crusty and, like, you know, when books have been a bit waterlogged and they, like, get a bit, like, stiff and they just look a bit strange. But they were absolutely fine and as a child... Jacqueline Wilson, I loved her, but I wasn't particularly precious about like the, like the uh, keeping the books in like a particularly neat yeah. situation. So I just remember it was like I was so annoyed at the time because I was like, oh my god, I can't believe you just done that. But he didn't realise, and it still comes up to this day, like where he'll say sorry. But it was quite amusing, and I think the only reason that it was really bad was that we were going home the next day, so it was our last day. So I like had to try and dry the books in record timing. Oh my god, that sounds like the most stressful... That'll be enough for me to be like, Dad, I don't want to be your daughter anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So it is just so funny, because it's just like one of those things that's like, I can't believe that actually happened. And it's kind of my fault, because why would I have brought all six books down to the pool with me? But... To have choice, have options. How did you know you were going to be thrown in the pool? But I like that one. You started off strong. (laughs) You started off strong. Um, Okay, so second memory... 
um, was a couple of years ago and it was the 4th of July, which obviously we don't celebrate, but me and my friends were all home for the summer and we were like, oh, do you want to just have like a big back garden barbecue? Because it was really sunny and we all, we took face paints and we were painting like red, white and blue. We accidentally painted the French flag, not the USA flag, (laughs) on our faces. So it was like 4th of July, American day, but we had French flags on our faces and we were just like climbing in the tree and taking cool photos in the tree, making s'mores, doing a barbecue. We just stayed up talking so, so late because it was a really hot day. So it was like, you know, when it's really hot and then when it gets cooler, it's just such like you all put on fleeces or jumpers and Mm -hmm. you just carry on chatting around the table. And I just, when I think of my home friends, like that's what I think of because it was just, we don't get to see each other in a group that much anymore that often yeah so it was just such a lovely memory that does sound like a lovely memory the next memory that i've written down is pertaining to <laughs> the rabbits that we have so obviously as you know we have gatsby he's already been a major feature in this episode alone, <laughs> away. He's just like you know, everything has to be about him um but gatsby was a rabbit that jay and i bought when we were in year 13 of school so we were like 17 I think Jay was 18 um and Gatsby we originally bought to go with a rabbit that I already had so to give a brief overview of my rabbit ownership history my sister and I both (laughs) got rabbits together and my sister's rabbit sadly died but they were still quite young so I wanted to get another rabbit to go with my rabbit because I didn't want her to be lonely so we bought Gatsby they were kept separately and we then took my original rabbit to the vets to get um neutered so that she would um, not have babies with Gatsby because obviously rabbits have loads of babies yeah. but sadly she then ended up dying which was ironic because we then had bought another rabbit and we now had Gatsby with no other <laughs> rabbit to go with him so it's like we should have just waited probably but we had Gatsby and so we kept him for a few months um, without buying another rabbit but then Jay and I decided that we would buy him a rabbit to go with him so that he would have a friend so we went and bought Willow who we had until literally like two months ago, RIP. But um, oh, Willow. we went and picked Willow up. So we went to this um, farm where they had bred rabbits. It was the uh, place where I got the rabbits that my sister and I had as well. So we knew it and we went and we originally wanted a ginger rabbit and we we're going to call it pumpkin. But um, oh my God, that would have been adorable. Imagine the Halloween costume been. you could have put on it. I know, it would have been so cute. But then we got there and I saw Willow and she just had these like long ears and her rabbit's heads are so small when they're little but their ears stay the same size I think the whole time so like her ears looked so big and her little head and she had these like incredible blue eyes and I just saw her and I was like I didn't even know rabbits could have different colored eyes I just thought they all had black eyes and so I saw her and I was like oh my god Jay this is the rabbit we're getting her we hadn't actually told his parents that we were getting another rabbit so we (laughs) took Willow brought her home got her in a cage inside and then Jay's mum came into the bedroom with his little sister and there was just an extra rabbit there and I just remember being like gotcha um but yeah so that was a fun fun little memory about getting the rabbits I remember um coming home from a fun fair once and I'd seen all of these this is a bit gruesome actually all of these fish (laughs) in bags but so many of them were dead because obviously that's an inhumane way to keep fish yeah but there was this one that was alive and it had sideburns it was a goldfish with black (laughs) sideburns and so i bought it or won it um to save its life and called it mr darcy and took it home and i was not (laughs) met with a good reception when i got home (laughs) (laughs) yeah it could have gone one of two ways but to be fair i think because we already had a rabbit and it was already living at the house and they were going to end up living together. An extra rabbit didn't really make a huge amount of difference, but we just thought rather than asking for permission, we'd just do it first and then see the reaction afterwards. Okay, so 
third memory, I'm going to go with the book launch, which we talked about Ah! last week. So I'm not going to harp on too much about the book launch. But I just felt that because for for anyone that is new to the podcast, um, my first book came out in November 2019. And so all of my favourite people were just in this. We went to, it was held in Blackwell's, is it called Blackwell's? Yeah, Blackwell's. Blackwell's. I just had like a total brain blank then. Um, (laughs) It was held in Blackwell's bookshop in Leeds. And there were just tables set up with loads of snacks and drinks and quotes of the book Mm -hmm. dotted around. um, And all my favourite people were there. And aside from obviously the crippling anxiety about doing my speech, which was... (laughs) not the best Um, it was the best I can confirm as someone who was there (laughs) Um, but also like they were just like oh it's just the best night I just really enjoyed it it was so nice to work so hard on something and have all my favorite people there to witness that coming true like I know it was so surreal like I didn't obviously know you that well at that point we'd only been friends for like maybe six months or something but I feel like it was just so surreal to see you like sat at the table like signing copies of the book yeah it's like so like cool but also like wow that's cool like, it was what? a it was a definite <laughs> pinch me moment and I'll never forget it. Like when I think about my favourite memories, that is always in my top five. Yeah. So yeah the book launch, iconic. Incredible. Incredible. Absolutely. Um, okay, next up on my list is more of like a general it's not like a specific thing that happened as such, but it's a holiday that Jay and I went on together. Okay. So we've been on a few holidays together, but our favourite, I think, collectively it's definitely my favourite. I don't know about Jay's, actually. I know we both enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> I don't want to speak for him. But we went to Munich. It was in my second year I of university. I love Munich. And it was a summer holiday. So we went and Munich was having a heat wave. I feel like the weather in Germany can be like quite similar to here, but maybe like slightly more extreme, like slightly colder winters. And then if they get a hot summer, they get a really good summer. Yeah. And it was in southern Germany. So they obviously get like a really incredible summer and we basically just spent the whole week in English Garten, sat by the river, like swimming. It was just so nice and I just feel like we went and got like pizza one evening and ate pizza in the park and it was just oh, like lovely. so lo- like so lovely because we booked it like in advance. We had no idea what it was going to be like and we kind of just envisioned like a city break but this one was just such a lovely experience because it was like a city break but it also just felt like you were on a beach holiday because it was so hot and it just felt like so nice and summery and I just feel like it was the best and I also I love a holiday man I don't mean to like toot my own horn or anything but I feel like I was looking my absolute best when we went to Munich like now I look back and I'm like I wish I still look like I look like when we went to Munich I feel like my skin was glowing I was looking great I feel like I'd been working out a lot and I just felt like the the tan <laughs> and everything <laughs> I was literally that is my peak Munich me is my peak me and I'm just like I wish I could be her again because she was living her best life (laughs) you now is pretty good too (laughs) thank you I really appreciate that but yeah it was a great holiday and now I like I mean after that experience I was like looking at masters and things to do in Munich I was like I'm (laughs) not in this place it's so nice that's how I feel about Paris that's just reminded me this isn't a Mm -hmm. memory my next memory is a holiday memory but this one isn't in the top five but there's a picture of me um we had a picnic in the park in Paris picnic in the Uh, park in Paris wow that was a bit of a tongue twister and there's a picture of me like (laughs) kissing a baguette <laughs> and you can see the eiffel tower in the background and that is peak me that eating carbs under the eiffel that. tower 
peak what me. a dream what an absolute so that's dream. not that's not my holiday memory um but it is a good one um my favorite <laughs> holiday memory for some reason we went to we used to go on holiday like the four of us in my immediate family so mum dad rachel me mm-hmm. and then my grandparents and we went to loads of different places but we went to portugal one year and it's just I will always think of Portugal so well because of this yeah. trip. And there were so many things on this trip that were good. But we went on a Jeep safari in Portugal. In Portugal? Yeah. Wow. Um, which, and it was so hot. And we were all just like in this Jeep, on this squished in this one Jeep on this safari. And we went to wine tastings. And obviously I didn't taste wine, but mm-hmm. my parents did. And my grandparents yeah. did. Um, and cheese tastings and things. And then we also went on this like off track like experience whilst in this jeep where the person driving the jeep would drive us through these little dips of water and it would splash us all and it was really like (laughs) off-roading and I just remember us thinking it was the funniest thing and my granddad was just like um taking loads of photos and videos of us and we were all laughing our heads off going through these little water dips and I think Mm -hmm. this memory is kind of one of my favorite things about memories in that people can be not with you anymore and yet the memories you have with them never become less real like that's how you like visiting the memories of people you don't have anymore is such a special Mm -hmm. thing and I think it's one of the things I love most about memory so yeah just remembering us all laughing so much in this jeep safari getting soaked as we went on this off-trailing bit um Mm -hmm. and just so unexpectedly fun to go on a safari in Portugal (laughs) yeah like that whenever it sounds really fun it was and it was so unexpected and i think like whenever just looking back on that holiday we all love looking back on it but just particularly if you say to all any member of my family what do you remember about portugal they will say the jeep safari so that is my number that. four and i just have such fond memories of the people that were there and just that time amazing uh, that does sound really lovely and i do think like obviously memories are great when you can like chat with someone and be like oh, i remember when this happened but i do think as well it's so nice to have that as something to look back on for people that you either haven't seen in a while or maybe won't see again and that kind of thing it's just a, a lovely yeah, thing to be able to look back definitely. on definitely so that's cute um now the next one i actually has has just come to me in like the spirit of like the few conversations that we've just had about our most recent memories so um this is another holiday one as it turns out almost all of my memories surround holidays so <laughs> that's fine Not um, a bad thing. but basically i was I'm going to say maybe six in this memory. I was on holiday with my mum, my stepdad and my brother. I must have been five or six because my sister wasn't born yet and she was born when I was six. So I think maybe it was like my mum was pregnant and it was the holiday before my sister was born. Not that this matters to anyone, but I'm just (laughs) trying to place it in my head of like how old I was. I think I was probably, yeah, about six. And we were in in France, I think, and um, we would get like... um, we were staying in like one of those static caravan places so like in a little like chalet type thing and we would get baguettes and bread and jam baguettes are bread idiot and baguettes (laughs) and butter and jam and things like that for for (laughs) breakfast um and one morning i was like i want to go to the bakery on my own to get the bread i was six why would (laughs) i have gone to the bakery on my own but my mum and my stepdad decided to let me think that I was going to the bakery on my own, but really oh. my stepdad was following me. Oh my god, that's <laughs> and I so obviously cute. literally didn't I was so unaware, which is probably a good thing that they didn't let me go on my own because anything could have happened. But they just like let me think that, that is I was adorable. You know, living Mini my Kira. best life. 
being like super mature going to the bakery on my own but actually I wasn't on my own but I just thought that was really cute (laughs) oh I love that one that's a good one oh that's so cute imagining it my mum tells this story when we were on a campsite this is what I love about memories because we're saying memories and they're sparking off different ones um and I completely forgot about this we went to a campsite (laughs) when I was very little and my mum says it's the first time I ever went and asked for anything on my own in a shop. I must have been about four. And obviously they were there. I didn't think I was going on my own. And I was like, green calippo, please. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> I know my mum always tells that one. Um, my fifth memory, I feel like, rounds off this section quite well. Like it's okay. related. So I don't know if you want to go first and then I'll... Okay. So the next memory is one for the two of us. Oh, um, lovely. Um, and I just thought, you know what, although you came up with this idea to suggest that the last year we haven't been able to make that many memories, I actually think, given the fact that when there was like a dip between lockdowns last oh, year in I know August, what you're yeah. we obviously did a little one day trip to London together. So um, much fun. And I feel like that was just, in general, as a day, such a great memory. But I think even more special because it was like, I think a time when you were valuing what you could do more like the yeah. fact that we actually were able to do <laughs> like it laughing at one of the memories from that trip <laughs> which one? <laughs> oh my god I remember that, that was embarrassing <laughs> you're gonna have to tell it now okay so obviously um, in the UK we were in lockdown from March to June and actually it wasn't until later on in the lockdown that masks were mandated um, and so we were down in London in August we'd obviously worn our masks um, in like on the train all the way down we we're wearing them in shops and everything and we were so excited to go to big Waterstones in Piccadilly and so we walked into Waterstones like living our best lives looking around (laughs) and there was these two young girls in there and we were filming like we had cameras and stuff so these girls kept looking at us and they looked like they were like a bit annoyed and we were like god have they never seen a camera before like how rude (laughs) and then we got in the lift and we saw in the mirror in the lift that we weren't wearing our masks oh yet. Oh god, it was and such we a had... horrible realisation. But oh. also, well, we put them on obviously straight away as soon as we realised, but it was hilarious because we just thought these girls were like judging us. <laughs> well, they were. I know, they were, but for a different but reason. A different reason. <laughs> oh, that is so funny Oh my to me. god. But yeah, that was quite something. Other highlights from that trip um, were... <laughs> Going, the main reason that we actually went to London in the first place was the reason I suggested the trip in any way was because Pret, the the veggie Pret, which are only in London, had released vegan almond croissants and they weren't selling them anywhere else. So I was like, right, better go down to London then. So we went (laughs) to London, had a vegan almond croissant, which was great. We also had cupcakes. You got a cool cookie from Creme. I actually Um, think I was a bit allergic to that cookie. Like, I never told you, because obviously we went on a massive hike. Well, hike. We were in London. We were in a city centre. We did have to search um, for We did place. search for it, but I think that might have had some... Because I get a weird reaction to pistachio, and I think it must have had some in there. <laughs> like, I, every time uh, I ate it, I was like, is this in my head? No, my tongue is getting bigger. <laughs> oh, my God. God. I'm glad you didn't have a severe allergic reaction, because I don't know if I'd have been very good at talking about <laughs> like that. And then we spent, like, the afternoon sat in, like, some, like, little mini parks with food, and it was really sunny and it was just it was a good time that's a good one i feel like that's a good fifth memory because it's about us and then yeah my favorite not well i mean not no offense i think it's up there with my favorite memories but i built it up as my favorite um (laughs) is the like 
I think maybe like the 15 minutes prior to us announcing the podcast on Instagram. <laughs> like I was so excited. I was dancing around the flat with like this nervous excitement. Obviously when you put a creative project Cute. out there, it is a yeah. very nerve wracking experience. And we'd worked so hard on this. We'd invested in the equipment. We tried to film yeah. or record our first podcast episode about 10 times. Oh my God, yeah. I was like, this is not going to go well. We've had to start this so many times. It's crazy trying to, to make how far we've come. Yeah, trying to make the conversation seem organic when you've filmed it 10 times is difficult and then we had all of the trouble like getting it linked up to apple and spotify and we finally did all this we had our beautiful logo designed by kirsten and then that 15 minutes getting my caption ready ready to post on instagram ready for it to go live like i was dancing around the flat lucy was like this is nervous energy everywhere Um, and it's just such a special memory because the moment we put that out there it felt like something really positive had come out of lockdown i know i genuinely feel like i'm just gonna say it I think this is, like, my favourite project that I've Me been too. involved in. Like, obviously, love my YouTube channel, love all the other things that I do, but there's just something about this that we're doing it, like, collaboratively, yeah. and it just feels so fun, and it's something that I look forward to doing every week. Yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. It's just so special because it's something that we wanted to do for so long, and it so much work went into it, but it was also fun, and it's meant that every single week we know we're going to get to catch up, and I just love that, and I love that it we get great. so many maybe like listeners that we wouldn't have as an audience on our YouTube because we talk mm-hmm. about things that are not just books. I like that lifestyle yeah, element. Absolutely. I like how engaged people get with the agony ant column, and the fact that my friends like sometimes text me and they're like, "Oh, it feels like I'm catching up with you, even if I can't see you." Yeah. Like, I just love this podcast, and so launching it is such a fun memory for me I absolutely love that it is just so wonderful and what I feel so happy now that we've had this discussion me too and it's been a long one so uplifting and I just feel like it is so interesting to see like what memories memories and also yeah as you say like when someone says a memory it it bounces off a memory that you might not have thought of um Mm -hmm. and I just felt like this one was kind of like the episode where we talked about small joys where it's so open it could you could say anything it could lead you anywhere yeah yeah. and it's just so fun so I felt like that one was a good one do you agree to round off absolutely and I feel like potentially the fact that we've been in lockdown is maybe why my mind has gone to all of my holiday memories because probably haven't been able to go on holiday and it's so nice to reminisce especially now as an adult like I'm probably never gonna go on like a family family holiday again with like yeah. my parents and things like that so it's like fun to look back and definitely oh. I think it, it's natural oh, nice. to remember all the things you can't do because as I say that's like what that's half of the conversations I have with my friends from home for example are about the things we used to do and about the things we did because that's a way yeah. of like maintaining that closeness through memory mm-hmm. so yeah abstract episode but I hope you guys enjoyed it on to the agony <laughs> ant column <laughs> woohoo Okay, so welcome back to our third and final section, the Agony Ant column, and we've had some really interesting questions this week. I say that every week, but your questions are always always interesting. Um, So, Kira, do you want to ask the first one? Yes, absolutely. So, (laughs) yes, absolutely. 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 I feel like I never am able to just read the questions out loud. I always have to put my own spin on it. So, essentially, to set the scene, this question (laughs) is all about feeling apprehensive about the prospect of going back into the office and sort of like what measures will be in place, whether or not it's going to be possible to continue working from home and basically just all the emotions that I think will come up as a result of returning back to a way of working that 
is very different from the way that we've all been working for the last 12 months at least and also in a climate now that's very different because you know when we think back to when we were in the office last February COVID was technically a thing but it wasn't anything that people were worried about I don't think at that point it was only after the first lockdown that it started becoming really scary and I think it was in a space of about a couple of weeks that all offices really like suddenly went to working yeah. from home and then since then that's become the norm and now we're a lot more aware of what the pandemic is all about and so I feel like it's definitely a natural feeling to be nervous about to be getting back into the office and also because it is so much of an unknown like nobody really knows mm-hmm. how offices are going to go back like will flexible working stay in some way or another, in some form or another part of working life. Like, I think it's quite Mm -hmm. realistic that our offices will do some days at home, some days in the office, like, forever. And I think that's the same for a lot of... Especially for us when we're in, like, digital marketing. Yeah, so... Who knows, like, what's going to occur? That's definitely something I've experienced because my offices actually did open back up again um, in between lockdowns. I know some places, like, my brother's work hasn't been open. Like, he's been working from home literally the whole time. Whereas my offices actually, like, when I went back to work temporarily in july i actually went back into the office but they did like a mixed working type thing where you'd be working from home like two days a week and in the office three or vice versa and the reason for that is because my company i work at the head office and that is like where everyone could work from home essentially but the attractions that we have, all of those members of staff have to be in the off, um, have to be at their workplace because in order to run an attraction and to get content for their social media and stuff, they have to actually be on site. So they wanted head office to be at least partially in the office, kind of in solidarity and also to kind of highlight that, you know, we believe it is safe and that we can make it work safely as well as we can on site for the attractions. So I've kind of had a bit of a a mixture of an experience. And although my job could be done completely remotely, I do think that potentially my office will open back somewhat. So I feel like a mixed way of working is something that I would definitely be looking forward to actually, because I do think seeing people in the office, especially in marketing and in creative roles, the collaboration and bouncing ideas off people is important Important. and definitely definitely. makes a difference I think to how well you feel you're able to work but I also think that you could easily um sort of condense those into a couple of days of working in the office and then the rest of your work you could fulfill at home so I think at least like I think at least three days a week I could work from home yeah I think for me I would love it to be like three days in three days at home two days in because you do get you do cut off the commute time I always joke about the commute from bed to desk (laughs) um and you do get a lot more time for your creative things like on lunch breaks which I appreciate but also it's so weird because I don't have that contrast between being in the office and not because I started my job in lockdown so I've never met my colleagues which is really weird like I don't even know how tall they are because I only ever see their head and shoulders Um, so I, wow. I think it's hard to answer this question like from an advice point of view because we don't know I mean I don't know if the person asking this question does know but in terms yeah. of like going back to work and working from home for a lot of industries it's uncertain on like how abrupt that might be like whether it, you know yeah. if it's going to be easing back into the office or what form that might take because home working I know is definitely once you've proved that you can do something it's always up for debate whether that thing will then continue so with working from home it is such an unknown but I think with yeah. the anxiety kind of side of it 
I think opening up that discussion with your employer and keeping up to date and asking to be kept in the loop so that it's not just suddenly thrown on you all at once is important because I know Mm -hmm. that if we asked our managers at work they will always keep us in the loop on how we're going to go back to work and kind of where they're up to with that process and I think yeah kind of keeping that line of communication which is hard when you can't see people in person but definitely through teams and stuff um just keeping that communication open so that everyone is kept in the loop and it's not a sudden change is important Mm -hmm. because especially if you are having a concern it's unlikely that you're the only person so opening that up and um sort of expressing that to your managers is the best way to sort of allow them to then communicate or lift something higher up the sort of system at work and allow for that change and stuff because if they just then without hearing anything assume that everyone is up for working back in the office then they're not gonna be able to really enforce that change whereas if they know that people have anxiety or would prefer to move forward with a different way of working then you know communication is the way to sort of take you down that route I guess. Yeah definitely and I think if I think it's one of those situations where even the employers in a lot of industries or a lot of companies might not know how it's going to go and how it's going to evolve. So if people have a preference or have thoughts on going back to work, I think it's always, you know, it can never be a bad thing to kind of open up that discussion and communicate whether you, you know, you don't hate working from home and kind of a hybrid, hybrid approach would work for you. I think you know, just communicating with the people that you work with because it isn't, I think we forget that the people that are an authority in, in situations like this, this is completely unprecedented for them too. So they don't Absolutely. they don't know how they're going to approach it. So maybe a community like collaborative approach would work for them too. So it's a hard one. I don't know if that advice was very good because it's such an unknown, but it is an interesting yeah. topic and I'd be interested to know what other people are thinking about this. Yeah, I think anything that you're feeling is absolutely valid. valid. It's probably yeah. shared by many people. And I think just sort of taking things day by day, keeping people informed and trying to keep the communication open as much as possible is your best route into finding a way of working that's comfortable and safe and works for both you and your employer so yeah yeah so that's the first question interesting topic it's been on my mind a lot and I think probably yours too just such an unknown um so then the second question we actually got I think it was three people asked the same question in varying different forms um (laughs) and it was either they're thinking of starting (laughs) they're thinking thinking of starting um they're thinking of starting um like a youtube channel or some form of creative project but they're worried about the reception they're going to get or whether it's going to be embarrassing or whether people they know in their real life or real life I say in inverted mm-hmm. commas are going to see it and like judge them and I think it is a really why can't I speak I think it <laughs> is a really interesting question because I definitely feel that way whenever we put out a creative project I say we just because we do so many collaborations like yeah. whenever I put out something creative like we were just talking about the podcast and the anxieties about putting mm-hmm. that out there and what the reception of that was going to be like and yeah. it is always nerve-wracking um do you want to go first on your advice My biggest piece of advice is just to do it because once you've started, you've taken the first step and it's never going to be as hard as the first time. I will say, be prepared for a long, slow, often sort of feeling like it's not even progressing kind of grind at these types of things. Because especially with something like YouTube, the first time you put up a video, it may get like one, two views, you know? Yeah. And that might feel like, oh, what a failure. But absolutely not, because it has to start somewhere. Everyone starts at zero subscribers. And of course, there are people who manage to go viral immediately, which is 
amazing good for them but also it's so unpredictable and there's nothing really to differentiate them from you aside from the fact that something just worked well in the algorithm or of course if someone happens to know a successful youtuber already and then yeah through collaboration they get a boost but most people start from zero and it takes them a while to grow and it can be scary and I definitely share in the feeling that at first when you haven't sort of reached in inverted commas success because it's such a broad term and like success is so varied and but when you haven't reached that feeling of being successful yet it feels almost like you don't want to tell anyone for fear of judgment but in order to reach that success, you have to put in the work and you have to start from zero. Just like any other kind of business, you know, you don't start being immediately successful. Generally speaking, you have to put in the groundwork and go for it. And that is scary because with a creative project, especially something like YouTube, you are literally putting yourself out there. You are the product for want of a better word. So it is a vulnerable feeling, but I think the more you do it, the less scary it will become and the faster you will reach the goal that you're trying to achieve. So I just feel like it's terrifying, but the best way to get over that fear and to do what you want to do is literally just to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to, because I agree with everything you've just said, going to tackle it more from the feeling like embarrassed of what people might think of you side of it, Mm -hmm. which I think now several creative projects in I'm very we're both very open about what we're about on the internet Mm -hmm. and so if anyone judges us at this point I don't understand where the judgment's coming from because we have always been like this um for quite a long time now Um, but I do definitely remember like I've said before in episodes I started a booktube channel when I was 15 and deleted it when someone from school found it and then I remember when I put out my booktube channel in university it again was so so scary but as I was saying to tie it back to another episode when we were saying lessons to our younger selves I remember one of my lessons was um really just embrace the things you're passionate about and don't try not to care what other people think because I think one thing I've loved about growing older to tie it back to another episode is how much more comfortable I've become in the things that I love to do because I think especially with the book side of it and the kind of reading nature of our content yeah it's not always been the thing that people find the coolest and like Mm -hmm. people do call me a nerd all the time and I'm like so what that's cool I am who I am like (laughs) I am who I am um but I think that's been one of my favorite things about growing older that just comfort more in who I am and the content I do want to produce but it is really scary to put kind of content out there but I remember when I first did it that real fear of people judging me but then as time went on and I stuck at it and people saw that I was sticking at it I got a much like I got a positive response and people were like I mean it's not something I do but it's definitely very cool um And so I think it just, you just do just have to push yourself. It's hard to provide advice, but you do mm-hmm. just have to kind of push yourself out of your boundaries. And I'm telling you now, I feel so much happier now that I am just like content in, you know, being like being proud of yeah. the things that I am passionate about. And exactly. it, yeah, definitely. But I don't know how you like, feel about that. I totally agree. I feel like you are who you are, as we've already said. And like, not everyone would be drawn towards these types of creative things and like putting themselves out there. There is, you know, different personality types, different interests. And so I would say that if that's something that you are drawn towards and it keeps coming up, it's going to be something that you keep thinking about. And so you'll only end up regretting the decisions and the risks you didn't take. You know, like you'll only think, I wonder what could have happened if I'd have made that video. So you might as well do it because you will just suddenly feel more comfortable with yourself. You'll find and connect with other people who are similar to you, who are also putting themselves out there. And you also like, regardless of how the project actually goes and regardless of whether you find yourself with 
10 subscribers or 100,000 subscribers, you know, you are learning new skills, you are putting yourself out there, probably growing in confidence and undoubtedly, regardless of what happens with the channel itself or whatever other project, you're developing these kinds of skills that are going to be really great and make you look wonderful to employers. So it is yeah, definitely. a really good thing to, to do and put yourself out there with because it does definitely benefit you in more ways than you might originally think when you start doing it. I definitely don't think I would have got my current job if I hadn't had that kind of online, oh, I can see Gatsby on the bed, if I hadn't had that kind of online portfolio that I'd created myself. So definitely, yeah. I think that is good advice. Um, I'm really glad that you've pointed that out. I think thinking about it in different terms and thinking about it as this is actually a career move might yeah. actually give you the push to just not care about what people think and do it regardless. So Absolutely. Yeah. That I'm is sorry, the second just, question. Like, <laughs> I can see that you're... He's on a washing basket. It's like, okay, he's safe. <laughs> like, where is he going to go next? But yeah, absolutely. Um, loved that for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's getting to the point in the episode. I feel like this has been a really fun episode. I absolutely loved it. Um, it's just made me feel so happy. I always feel happy at the end of an episode, but I think this one in particular has I think just been There's just uplifting. something nice about nostalgia. <laughs> it's one of my favourite feelings, like reminiscing back on a good time. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> absolutely, 100%, definitely. 100%, love that for us, could not agree more. Um, right, <laughs> with that in mind, as always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and see you next time. <laughs> hope you have had a lovely week or having a lovely week and see you soon.